everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in on the Iconist Podcast. Year three, and we're still going strong, and we can't, and we're going strong because we have you. We couldn't do it alone. Uh, as you know, I am Barry 3D for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey. And on my side is the one and only Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode. We got something for you. Unknown things, known things, special things. We'll get to that just now. We will just now. Hold on. Just now. Just now. We both get that. First, it goes, um, manners make it to man. So we're going to break this down. We're going to break it down. Here we go. So first, you got to support the books that support us. So go and check out Wild Comics out in Kitchener. Tell Wes and the gang we said hi. And for our friends out in Montreal, please go and check out Check Swings and tell Trevor and the gang we said hi and that you heard about them here on the Iconist podcast. Also, our friend Merce Brandy Ford, she has her own radio station, 4680Q.com. Check her out on Mondays and Wednesdays at 2 p.m. and on Saturdays at 12 p.m. And she's got a big show coming out. And she also has her magazine monthly uh, called The Writer and the Wit. Link is down below. Sweet. On that note, when I do comedy as Barry 3D, you can check my website out at Barry3D.com to see where I'll be next and where my tour dates are going to be. And everything with this show and that is all linked on my website. And also, when I do comedy, sometimes I'm not alone. I am sometimes with my group that I'm a part of. That's not my group, but a group I'm part of, which is a touch of gray matter. That is myself, Barry 3D, with Zolf Ali and Dave Sakalowski. We're doing a whole lot of fundraisers. We're doing a lot of live shows. Come out, have a good time. If you need us, holler at us, hook us up. We'll bring the fire to your show. Uh, and uh, real quick, Rod, where can people find you? You can find me on the World Wide Web. You can find me on the world of Instagram at Mr. Rod C. That's M-R-R-O-D-C. You can find me on the world of twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Pay there every week. Make sure you pass through. Say hi. Say holler. And just say, hey. I saw you on Iconis podcast. Give it a big hails up. Let's go. Also, can find in the world of TikTok at DJ Rod C1. DJ Rod C1. So, number one. Number one. Also, if you want to do what we're doing, uh, we use mm. Podbean. So if you want to do that, you can find us on iconis.podbean.com. And you too can use Podbean to make your own podcast on any other subject that you need to know. And it will reach worldwide. So don't be shy. Don't time, no time like the present to get started on that. And if you want to do anything like that, you're going to need a good graphic artist because you're going to need logos. You're going to need templates. You're going to need everything like that on those lines. And there's only one person you should really be using. And that person is Jay Burn Digital Arts. Mr. Jason Reese. Jay Bird Digital Arts for all your DJ, uh, sorry, DJ, sorry, uh, digital <laughs> needs. I don't know if he's a DJ. I know he does, you know, uh, juggling, but yeah, digital needs. So, Pretty Jason, good. thank you very much. Hit him up. Tell him you heard about him here on the Iconist podcast, and he will give you a discount on the work. All right. Now, Biv DeVoe, now that you know. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, we were talking music before the show started, and I got their new jam in my head. Okay. So if you know, you know, hit nice. me up. All right, got you. That being said, it comes down to this. Hmm. Today on the Iconist podcast, we're going with a new theme. We just got past October, and here's our theme, and we'll get into that in a second. On the, the icon is on the Iconist podcast. The Unknown Soldier. The Unknown Soldier by DC Comics. Yes, 
this is the month of November, and Remembrance is coming up on November 11th, I believe it is, Remembrance Day here mm-hmm. in Canada, uh, where we pay respect for the troops that turned around and did everything they had to do for fight for our freedom to give us the rights to live our life that we live. So it's just not, as I said, we're not getting political, we're just recognizing what is done, and this is just us saying thank you, and we're going to do that this month with shows that are around, comics that deal with soldiers, war, and that whole scenario, because that was a big chunk uh, for DC and Marvel over yep. the years. And it still goes on, but definitely back in, you know, the 70s, 80s, so forth, huge chunk of their business. So we're going to go through that. So remember, Remembrance Day when it comes up, take your moment of silence, have your one minute of silence to show uh, respect. I am sitting here today with a engineer shirt, T-shirt on. You know, it's, it's mm. I was never in the Army, but I was able to procure one for this show. So thank you very much. And I'm going to dedicate this show and the rest of them that we're doing this month to our friend and an avid listener, John. Mm. John, you know who you are. What's up, sir? Sir. Gotcha. So kicking it off, we're talking about the Unknown Soldier. So the Unknown Soldier made his first appearance in Our Army at War, issue number 168, in June of 1966. It's that June place again. It's that hey. June place. He's going to love it, people. He's loving because it's June. I don't it's know why. Gemini! There you go. That's the reason why. That's the reason why. There we go. Hey, I don't make this stuff up. I just do the research, and I smile when I see it. <laughs> so in our Army of War, issue number 168, June 1966, is when the unknown soldier made his first appearance by DC Comics. He was created by Joe Herbert, uh, Robert Keninger, 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 Keninger. All right, Robert Keninger. You know I'm bad with names, people. And Irv Novick. Now let's go back for half a second. Put a pin in this. Joe uh, Kubert. Joe is fundamental, just as influential, in my opinion. This is my opinion only. As Jack Kirby, Stan Lee to the comic book culture. You know his his drawing style. His writing, he's drawn a lot for DC Comics and majority of their characters over the years, from I said, from Unknown Soldier to Hawkman and Hawk Girl back in DC Presents and then in Showcase. Um, right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So the Showcase Comics. Yep. He's covered Showcase. it all. all he started. started a drawing school. His kids still carry on within the, the genre and the culture. So the, the influence that he has cannot be slept on at all. There are certain people that got to be put on the comic book, you know, Mount Rushmore. His face needs to be there. That's that's just my opinion. If you mm-hmm. agree, you agree, you disagree, that's fine. Let me know in the comments down below. We can discuss that a little bit more, right? And then it's all in good fun, and it's all it's in good things. So this is where you came across. Now, the, the, you know, the Unknown Soldier's first appearance was in that, situ- that issue, of, as I said, of issue number 168. So he makes his appearance... Now, usually when we see the unknown soldier, he always has bandages on his face. But in this particular case, you never fully saw his face. He didn't have the bandages. It was a story with Sergeant Rock with Easy Company. So Sergeant Rock turns around, um, and and Easy him and Easy Company are getting into situations during World War II fighting the the, the Nazis, and he gets like pinned down in one scenario. And this one soldier comes out of nowhere and is able to swing across the mountainscape where the Nazis were had their guns, and he was able to throw a grenade, blow up that encampment, save them from being pinned down. And, you know, through the smoke, Sergeant Rock's like, 
see that soldier? And the rest of the easy company is like, what soldier? There's, there's nobody there. Oh, oh, okay. Then another scenario comes down. They're pinned down by a tank. You know, uh, you know. I, once again, he saves them. In this scenario, um, Sergeant Rock splits up the whole team. So he splits up his easy company. They go a certain way to look for certain uh, things. They almost get captured uh, or pinned down. He, he gets saved by the unknown soldier. And then from being saved by the unknown soldier, he gets caught in a blast. So he gets flash blinded. So it's, it's not permanently blind. It's just blinded for the time being. And right. this soldier says, hey, I'm going to help you get back to where you got to get back to. And he goes, oh, I knew you were a real soldier. So he can hear him. He can touch him. He can smell him. But he can't see him because at this point he's blind. So the soldier has his, you know, just dressed as a GI. He's got his, his, his fatigues on. He's got his, you know, his helmet on, right, for the costume. They, not costume. The outfits they wore then. So you don't see his eyes. You just see him from like the nose down because his helmet cast a shadow. shadow. Exactly. <laughs> and he gets Sergeant Rock back to the rest of Easy Company. And he's like, how'd you make it back? And he's like, well, this, oh, he's gone again. He pulled a Batman. Smoke bomb. He might. It was in the winter. It would be like, snow bomb. Blizzard. He disappeared. Disappeared. Right. Gone. Gone. So that is what he started with, and he would show up and do uh, those tales. And then um, in and, – and okay, and this changes. So now that was his first appearance. Then he comes back some years later, and once again from uh, June to July, you know, for, so yeah, sorry, from June – sorry, yeah, June, July of 1970 to like, February 1977, he showed up in another series of comic books by D.C., and it was called Star Spangled War Stories. So Star Spangled War Stories. And he made his first appearance in that series in issue number 151, 151. And that went up to issue of 204, right, of Star Spangled series. Okay, got it. Uh, so Star Spangled War Stories. So he was in there for that time of being. Now, he was always featured. He was, you know, there was other stories that were in there, but he was in that story also. Then... Hmm. In issue number 205, they renamed it to The Unknown Soldier and kept the numbering. So they didn't change the numbering going, okay, number one. They kept the numbering from 205 up to, I think it's 260, yeah, to 268. Mm -hmm. And then it was called The Unknown Soldier, and he was featured in there as the prominent story. So that's where he went to. So all the way up to October of 1982. So keep in mind... He started pretty much in the DCU, or sorry, the DC Universe in 1966, all the way up to 1982. Longevity. Longevity. And, and, and in, if you read Star Spangled War Stories, it kind of touches on his history. Ish. Mysterious. And what I mean by his history is you find out that He's somewhere in the heart of America. He's a young boy. He has an older brother. His older brother's name is Harry, and they are being trained how to use rifles by their dad, who was in the army, out on a farm or in the country, you know, shooting at cats. And the younger brother, they called him Squirt at the time. So Harry, the dad says, Harry, you hit the can. Squirt, you missed the can, you know? It's like you never be the soldier your older brother has the potential of being. And he goes, oh, bad, I'm trying. He's like, no, no, you don't have the potential. You you would have to keep trying. You're, you're, he goes, our family was in every major conflict there was. Going back to, you know, Civil War where, you know, he had his great-great-grandparents, you know, or, you know, 
and he had like you know one and there were two brothers and they both fought on equal different sides during the civil war but they were still recognized as great soldiers within that um another one was in another war and uh, the great grandfather was in a different war so i can't remember the wars are in but every major conflict that family has someone from each generation that was in it they are very military minded yes that's you know they breathe and live military cool but the younger brother, Hoo-ha. yeah, hoo-ha. But the younger brother just he wanted to be like his big brother. He followed his big brother. He idolized him. He wanted to not disappoint his dad, and went forward that way. Okay, so here we go. Next conflict is coming up. It's it's you know, and him and his brother uh, sign up for um, you know uh, World War Two at the time, and his brother's like, hey, why'd you follow me? The older brother Harry's like, oh, why'd you follow me? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm just trying to. Live up to it. He goes, I might not be the soldier you're going to be, Harry, but I still want to be here. This war is bigger than one man to make a difference. Every man counts. So that was his younger brother's mentality. Mantra. Yeah. Mantra. Exactly. During that conflict, you see a grenade come flying over. Harry goes to save his brother, his younger brother. So he takes the blunt of that grenade. He ends up passing away. And the younger brother's work is like he's a little bit, he gets scarred by the blast. But then he just loses it. For lack of a better term, he goes into a berserker rage. He jumps out the foxhole. He charges into the soldiers that shot the grenade and, and you know, and killed his brother. And he just decimates all of them single-handedly while injured because he was so moved. And the words in his head is he remembered what his, I think, I can't remember if it was his dad or his brother said. I think his brother had said it. So his older brother, Harry, said you know, it's all about being in the right place, right time to make a difference. Being that one soldier in the right place, right time to make a difference. And that's what he stuck with and believed with. Now, this whole opening intro to this character, his origin story, we know he has a dad. We know they've always been in the military. We know his older brother's name is Harry. But we still don't know the name of the unknown soldier, henceforth the name. We knew him as Squirt. That's all we know about him. And you know, his brother had like, you know, dark hair, like black hair. And he was blonde hair. Huh. Oh, oh. Here's a here here's here's a conspiracy theory for you. All right. Show it. So uh you'll see what I'm talking about. So you know back in the day, uh G.I. Joe. You know G.I. Joe Rod. I I, I may have heard greatest American hero. That's right. G.I. Joe the the greatest American hero. That comic was originally done by DC Comics years ago before that property was Marvel. There's another hey. guy with a scarred face and had blonde hair that is a wicked soldier that can kind of just disappear on people. Named Snake Eyes. Hmm. Interesting. Influence. Please continue. Influence. Coincidence. Hmm. Let's find out. Hmm. So, and this is my point, right? So, this is the story with the unknown soldier. Right. The unknown soldier ran, and when it came to the unknown soldier's final issue, it was heartbreaking. Like I, I read, you know, that issue, issue number two sixty eight. I read it and it was like, oh, was so in the final issue, 
It's the end of World War II. On the cover of the issue, it says, you know, you see the, the again, a ghost outline of the winter, oh, sorry, I say winter soldier, of the unknown soldier. You see the body of Adolf Hitler, and it says, Adolf Hitler, did he die by suicide or was he killed? And I was like, oh, oh, okay, let's read this. So in there, we've come to realize over the, the years, the, the unknown soldier, he's unknown. He, he starts working for a different division for the army, almost like a slash super spy and, and helping out in the hot spots. So his face has been damaged. He always has on bandages on his face because of the grenade blast. But you see him only reporting, so he's unknown to the general public. They just know him as the unknown soldier. He is their um, mystery man, mystery man, um, uh, avatar. They're you know, uh, it's like Captain America, right? He he influences right. the troops. It's like I want to be like the unknown soldier. I want to you know be up there. So he's highly trained in the army. He he goes where he's needed. So this last mission for him. Is he's over? Um, I can't remember where, where he's at. He, oh, sorry, he was over in Germany. That's it. So, duh, he's over in Germany. He meets up with someone that called him over there. Uh, I guess a spy. So he turns around and he's great at the making disguises. Like he's like Tom Cruise, Impossible Mission, Next Level, making these disguises, and he'll put a disguise over his face, the bandages, to mm-hmm. sneak in and be anyone he wants to be. So the issue starts off with him coming in there. You see a firing squad. And he's standing with a girl on crutches, with crutches, and he sees a guy in the firing squad with the Germans, and they shoot him. And he comes in there, and he says, oh, I'm a doctor. Let me just confirm that this guy, the guy is dead. And he walks over to him, and the guy was they, were, they shot was a spy within Germany trying to help out the Americans to stop, you know, the World War II. Right. So the, the guy on his dying breath says a couple of key words to him. He dies. Okay, well, he's died. You know, I confirm he's dead. I, you know, I'm a doctor. And walks away. And when he walks away, he goes with the girl who, that's on crutches. And then the leader of the SS troopers that was part of the firing squad says, hey, girl, she was hanging out with this guy who we know is a spy. Why is a doctor hanging with her? Something don't seem right here. <laughs> so starts following her. Then, you know, you see the breakdown at the end of World War II while in Germany. People are hungry. They're, they're, they're doing all the crazy things. They're rioting. They're, they're invading the zoo. They're trying to eat like the animals at the zoo because they're starving. And he works his way up. And at one point, his disguise kind of gets taken away. So the, him and the girl are trying to escape. And she sees they're being followed by the SS troopers. So she turns around and she starts talking. It seems like she's being crazy. He's like, get away from me, you German sympathizer. Get away from me. And she runs into, as quick as possible, into a land field, like a landmine field. And kills herself. And he's like, what the heck is she doing? Why'd she do that? And then he looks over his shoulder and he realizes the troops are there. And she sacrificed herself to save his secret identity so he could still carry on the mission, which is stopping the plan that Hitler had going on. Okay. So then he keeps going. He puts on another disguise. They're chasing him. They chase him down in the sewers because the the makeup washes off. They realize, cut off Hitler's main nemesis, the unknown soldier. Bam! They chase him down in the sewers. Fight ensues. It's him with one of the commanders from the SS. He knocks him out. The unknown soldier still victorious. Takes the costume of the SS trooper. Gets some study, once again, makeup skills. 
and glasses, hair, and everything over the bandages of the SS trooper. Then walks into, he finds where the bunker is for Hitler, gets in there, and Hitler is going over his last doomsday plan to win World War II. And the plan is Hitler's always, um, you know, experimenting, having a scientist experiment with a lot of different things, find ancient artifacts, experiment with new bioweapons. And what the scientists discovered is they, they made a, a, a weapon that was called Nosferatu, which is like Dracula. And they took the DNA of a vampire bat, combined it with an octopus. Once again, these are comics people. Combined it with an octopus. And this thing became a bloodsucker and there was no way to stop it. But then they, during when it was attacking the scientists, they realized by fluke that it knocked over a, a basic cleaning chemical, which would cause them to dissolve or die. So they're like, oh. So they made thousands of these creatures, put them into planes, and the last ditch effort was to fly these planes over the Allied forces and drop them down. You know, to win, and then they just would have sprayed the whole field with this basic comic chemical that would have caused them to die and dissolve it. Uh huh. Got rid of all the troops. We win. Right. Yeah, that was the plot. The unknown soldier sees this, starts going for his gun. So now he's in a bunker with Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler, and Ava. Ava turns around by accident. You know, she panics and and takes a cyanide pill. Hitler's like, "What'd you do?" Hitler. And the unknown soldiers start fighting, and it's a you know it starts off as a gunfight, run out of bullets, turns into a fist fight, uh, and finally, you know, he, he Hitler gets his gun back. He still has one shot in it. He's trying to do it, and the unknown soldier remembers all the people that he lost over the course of this fight, trying to stop Hitler, and mm-hmm. finds last minute strength, turns the gun, turns Hitler's hand around with him holding the gun. And then causes him to kind of pull the trigger on himself. So it looks like a suicide, which kind of sticks with what history is supposed to be. Then he impersonated Hitler, called off the airstrike, and said, destroy the weapons. We don't need them. And and then his troops were like, well, are you sure that was really Hitler? It's like, well, he sounded like Hitler. And he used his famous phrases. And those phrases, trust me, they'll haunt me for the rest of my days. Destroy them. Because there's like a key phrase Hitler always says in the comic book. And everyone's like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. All right, destroy them. I'm not having my family and myself killed off because I didn't listen to his orders. Destroy all the product, uh, the items, that's it. And then the unknown soldier walks out and he burns the bunker. So it ties into a little bit of reality of, well, okay, we found Hitler. It looked like he was burnt and, and so forth. So when I say reality, you know, history, I should say real history. And that's how they tied it. And I'm thinking, hey, this is awesome. They're going to give this guy medals when he gets back, the unknown soldier. Sure enough, a couple of panels later, Russia was teamed up with the Americans to fight the Germans. And the unknown soldiers walking. Their bombs are being dropped. He sees this one little kid in the street in the line of the bombing. And he runs down. He grabs this kid. And he throws the kid towards one of the uh, Russian tanks, which are our allies at the time. And, you know, for the soldiers to catch him. And just when they catch this kid to shelter him, bomb comes down and hits because he was right in line. And the unknown soldier passes away at that moment. Like, right. that's how he went. You know, the U.S. troops show up, and they said, oh, well, our allies told us this is his last spot. Here's part of his trench coat. Here's part of the hat he was wearing. And the question mark is the unknown soldier really dead? But he was in line with the bomb. Now, I know in comics, nobody ever dies, but that's how they 
ended the series. That's how it was final issue until it, it brings back it retcons, whatever case, you know. But he was really good at disguising and he was really good at being mysterious and kind of taking off almost like a ninja. He, he, he honed the skills of being an infiltrator. That's really what it is. Being the unknown unknown soldier, you know, the best thing about being a spy is being someone right there that no one recognizes. That is just like saying, you're just in in the background. So, yeah, that's what made him, you know, one of the greatest type of action figures. <laughs> that he can be able to get around with enough prep times like some people we know, be able to do what he has to do and infiltrate and get the job done. So, uh, yeah, the the unknown soldier, very interesting character, very interesting character indeed. Very like, as I said, if you want an action series, and I know it could be, we see a uh, uh, SEAL team, you know, and there was a Navy SEAL the movie with Charlie Sheen and. This this you know ran for a while, and to keep in mind, I mean, I know the, the 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 premise of comic books. Maybe today we focus more on the superhero stuff, and we don't do it as much. There was, I think, there was more of a variety in the past. You look at the seventies, eighties, probably in the seventies. You know, you mm. had I mean, you had all these war hero comics that spoke to the action. You know, now I think a lot of them, in my once again, my opinion, have been replaced by video games. So instead of the kids reading these comic books and saying, "Hey, I want to join the army." For X reason, it, you know, it's influential. Now we right. have like Call of Duty and Rainbow Six um, and, and things along those lines, you know, and we've talked about that briefly when we did the whole Jack Ryan episode. So you don't know Jack, you do now. So that that was my whole thing. And I said the series takes place, I said, during World War II. And he was part of United States intelligence agent co-named the Unknown Soldier. Um, and his, you know, his head and face were just really disfigured. That's why he always had the bandages on, like Snake Eyes. Uh, and, and, you know, various writers. Now, the thing with the Unknown Soldier is, have you heard the name Unknown Soldier before? Yes. Absolutely. Because there are actual graves that are around of an Unknown Soldier. I believe right. uh, one's in West Virginia. I believe we have one here in, in Ottawa. Or there's a monument. There's a monument in uh, Ottawa here in Canada of the Unknown Soldier where they do the Remembrance Day celebrations, uh, you know, every year, every year. If you watch a Remembrance Day on, on TV, every, it's there every year. Mm-hmm. Something to look into. So that that's the brief kind of rundown of it. Rod, what, what was your feedback or your feeling on the unknown soldier when we started kind of talking about this one my feeling my feelings on this character is um very um i can see why it was created in the sense of you're always going to i can't say like this always okay when you have when you have you know soldier who's you know been to you know deployed who's out on the field who's actually you know doing combat and everything like that. Yes, your team is is your family, is your brothers. You know, you work with them. You always, you got to know each other so each other can look after your back. But there may be some times you may have someone from another platoon, someone else, an unknown person who will come and assist. I don't know who that person is, 
that person is wearing the greens, that means they fatigue like me. We're, we're, we're defending this point at the same point. That's an unknown soldier. But we're realizing we have back-to-back, we're working back-to-back, side-to-side. We're on a common goal. That's a great, a, a great story that people will come back and say, listen, I was out. My team and I were, we were, were you know, hold down for a half a second. Someone else came, an unknown soldier. He helped us. We were able to, you know, make a move forward. We were able to, you know, stand our grounds, get the job done. And then that person just like, smoke bomb, disappear. So I can only imagine that, you know, that these type of stories, you know, was always, always have these kind of conversations. And Joe definitely probably heard that and said, you know what, why don't we make a story along that line? So I definitely would say it's great that you can have a, a hero, not a superhero. Mm-hmm. We're going to say definitely at that time, yes, they were still in the realm of creating characters who were army-based, you know, soldier-based, you know, you know, about times of war and stuff along that line. And you always had to have a character, Sergeant Rock, you know, uh, Nick, Nick Fury. You, you know what I mean? There's always someone that. Yes. But let's have a character that no one knows who that person is. This is this could be. Everybody may have heard. Here's here's a here's a Marvel. I'm just going to say with the Marvel, the hmm. closest, not say the closest, though, the immediate version you would have that is the Winter Soldier. He's been named the Winter Soldier. But he's the unknown soldier that everybody will say, listen, something happened all of a sudden. The single guy, this guy single-handedly came out, just turned over, to, did craziness, and all of a sudden, smoke bomb, he's gone. So this is DC version of that, the unknown soldier. So I, I like the fact that you actually have a character who is created to be able to dive into stories, be able to have a, a more – we know these stories are fictional. You know, that you know, you're taking off a base of reality of war of stories that happen, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the best way of having a story that you can make and just basically the storyboard is a white blank um canvas and you can go anywhere you want with it. And I can have an unknown so I don't have to dedicate this story to be any story you make, you gotta think, well, okay, making sure that this person was connected to this individual and so forth. And type of scenario. As you can see, the last the last episode, they tied it in to the to Hitler and, and the death and the final stand of Hitler and everything online. But it was an unknown. It's an unknown story. You know, these are, those stories are still you know allegedly having some truth to it. You know, we don't know. I wasn't there. Barry wasn't there. We weren't there. But we just is what we hear. So yeah. But you're having an actual character created that you a, a, a person can a writer can come up with a great story and tag it under the unknown soldier folder and just let it blossom from there and just create ideas and ideas and have to go from there so i really do like the, the fact of having uh, a character who is the boundaries are very tight to them they can just kind of like you could possibly do this you could possibly do that help out somebody that you don't know that we would know as right as readers, oh, indirectly he helped out with you know Sergeant Rock type of scenario, which is everybody knows Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock will definitely have a story 
or you would expect Sergeant Rock to have a story where he came fighting side by side by an unknown soldier. Never got a chance to get his name, never got a chance to know his platoon, never got a chance to his rank or anything like that. But at that time, this unknown soldier is working the side by side to defeat the enemy or push back or whatever had to be done. He jumped in and then led me back to my platoon and then disappear into the snow, into the snowy storm. And then, Sarge, how you get back here? This guy, just, don't you see him? I'm so blurry. Murphy, is that you? Sarge, who, who, who brought you back? How'd you get back? This guy. What guy, Sarge? I did it to me again. Our nation. You know? Our nation. But I but I like that you can have that type of thing. And the great, like Barry, like we always say, Barry said that there's enough beat on the, mo- on the bone. Because you have a character who is, who can be ambiguous and can be anywhere and everywhere. Given the ability to be um, having the type of trauma that his brother, you know, sacrificed his life for him. Having the 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 family history of being a soldier because we know we know people who have who have military background and their families are very proud and it's nothing there's it's great that you have a family that said my family's been in and you're like wow unknown soldier basically was doing that squirt was basically that He's giving you that ability to say, listen, my family have a history. I couldn't contribute as well as my father would want it to. This is how I'm going to contribute. This is how I'm going to put, you know, you know, serve my country. I will be an infiltrator. I will be a marksman. I will do what I got to do to make sure my country succeed in the task at hand. Great story. Great Absolutely. story. Inspirational. That's the word I was looking for. It's inspirational. Absolutely inspirational. He was also known as the immortal soldier. You know, he's a GI, so he, so we know he's a GI. So he's not a ranger. He's not a green beret. That's inspirational because was he a ranger? Was he a power ranger? No, 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 not a power. No, no, not a power ranger. No, no, he, oh, okay, he wasn't. He wasn't. He bad. wasn't Tommy the Green Ranger. Rest in peace. Tommy. Okay, sorry, my bad, my bad. Uh, Jason Dave Frank. Yes, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. That'd be awesome. Doot, 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 doot. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean, you have the army rangers, you got, you know, um, you know, I know everyone's got Marines. So within the army, you've got different divisions. You got green berets, you got rangers, you got engineers and and the list goes on and on of all Mm -hmm. the whole, all the pieces that make the whole function together. So he was in there. He went through basic training. He was being trained by his dad who was in the army showing and being marksman and so forth. So he had that training as a kid from his dad, Mm -hmm. who was a high ranking military official that he trained with all the time because that's how him, his dad, and his brother bonded. He went into military. He could have had a leg up on, you know, uh, boot camp, right? Basic training. Mm-hmm. And clearly with what he was doing, he he was advanced in that. Like he was, you know, there's 10 levels. He's level 10, okay? He, he's on a whole different level to the point they're teaching him other things. And I mean, look at James Bond. James Bond was part of the uh, Navy, the Royal Navy, and then he became a spy. Right, the unknown soldier, and and he wasn't doing it for fame and recognition. The unknown soldier, as I said, started off in as a in the army, still in the army, but it was almost as you put it, as a spy. He didn't do it for fame. He wasn't doing it for recognition. I, I to me, how they writ, wrote this character, 
his motivation was all about making sure as many soldiers come home, you know, from that mm-hmm. conflict. Mm-hmm. Just almost like Batman. Batman saw two people that were important to him, you know, uh, killed. He's like, no other child is going to go through the trauma of losing their parents to a violent crime. Right. The unknown soldier, we don't, once again, we just know him as Squirt in the comic book, turned around and said, um, you know, I lost my brother. I know what my dad put in me. Instead of being traumatized by it and saying, oh, he's abusing me, I'm going to make sure I'm going to help out as much as possible. I'm going to, I'm going to prove to my dad, unbeknownst right. to him, that I'm going to be the soldier. I'm going to live up to the, and surpass the expectations that my dad probably had for me and even my brother. And I'm going to make sure that nobody else loses a loved one during this conflict. He, he knows it's impossible, but he's doing wherever he can help out. He's going to be there to help out. He know he can't save everybody, but he's going to influence people, inspire people, and he's going to save people. And it's mm-hmm. almost like that movie Band of Brothers. If you watch the movie Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. right, where this family had a, you know, a lot of their kids go into the war and then they ended up dying. And then the army said, hey, you know what? They had there was five brothers. I can't remember the number, but let's say there was five brothers that came and joined the army, and four out of the five died. We have to make sure they don't lose all their kids during this conflict. You guys, this is your mission. Go wherever it is. Bring back that last person. Bring him back. Bring him back. And 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 that's your only mission. You know, bring them back home so at least they have one surviving child. Right. And that once again, inspirational. There's another movie, and I can't remember the name of it, where the guy ends up joining the army, but he's a pacifist. So he won't use a gun. And all the soldiers are making fun of him, but it was on, you know, D Day, like, you know, Pearl Harbor, not Pearl Harbor, but I, they were climbing the, the hill, the cliff. Uh, it's a true story that he went up on this cliff with the rest of the soldiers. He wouldn't use a gun. The conflict is happening. Soldiers are getting killed. He's running on the battlefield and grabbing one soldier at a time and, and bringing him and sending him back down the mountainside or cliff down to where the American forces are. And all he keeps saying is, let's get one more. Yes, Lord, mm-hmm. let me do one more. And his face, right. he went on that, literally on that battlefield with a Bible. He went through a whole thing of, oh, I'm not going to carry a gun. He went there with a Bible and he's there saying, Lord, Give me the strength just to bring one more in. He would go find one more injured soldier, bring him back. The enemy's still there. They're still right. looking for him. And he's like, Lord, one more. And single-handedly, he saved something like 90 soldiers that were shot, that couldn't walk on their own. He went into enemy lines with live fire. Not once did he cast a, uh, use a bullet. Brought them all back. Inspirational. So this is what we're looking for tales that inspire that's what it is so that's the unknown soldier and the unknown soldier said there's there's graves so there's you know there's actual history in there where there was a body in one in west virginia and they exhumed the body and then another soldier you know as unknown soldier his his remains were put into there so and and there's you know there's monuments around the world i I, you know and said once again i'm not a historian i know there's a monument in Ottawa. I know. I think there's a gravesite in West Virginia, and I think there was a monument in Egypt to the unknown soldier at one point. Okay. So this brings us to this point of the show. Mm. I enjoy so. And this is. I hope you guys find this inspirational. This is. This is to show you, like you know, one man can make a difference. We are going to talk 
Let's see here. Rod, Rod, let me tell you know, with it. If we had to adapt this Winter Soldier mm-hmm. IP into something, when, how would you want to see it? And then would you want a fan cast for it? And why? So I would I would want um I want a s- series, but I want a, like a, a cartoon slash anime type of series. Okay. And I don't want and and the reason why I'm trying to be specific, I'm trying to like I can envision it, but I just couldn't remember which anime is current. But it's more or less something like a, a cowboy bebop, uh one of like a berserker, one that's very it's dark. Okay. But I mean I mean I don't want no cartoonish type of um imagery kind of thing. I want something that you can actually see that looks like it looks very gritty. Or you know what? Here, I'll even just say it. I I will even maybe transition a little bit. If you've seen the um the the latest ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle um, Mutant Mayhem, right? How that's drawn out, that whole you know CGI, the computer animated work one is made out. Uh, it has very etchy type of dark type of shadowy type of things. Now that still looks like a cartoonish, but if we can just take that type of in- imagery and the human aspect of it, give it a little bit more grit to it. I would like something like that because I want to have, uh, I want to have a the imagery of being out in war. We can update it, definitely, you know, update it to whatever um, current situation that relevant to within the last ten years type of scenario, whichever would make relevant to use. Uh, but have have the soldier out. In some, you know, war, war, you know, situation, or you know, make it something that's, you know, make 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 believe make believable, or you know, or based on some type of actuality. But I wanted that to be done, and who I wanted to be, all I have to say, I wanted to have someone who has the grit to be, who can be dark, but who also have the ability to be very uh compassionate because that's really what he is so i wanted to have Ooh. john ham now Ooh. i wanted john ham because john ham has the like that gritted motions from madman but if upon seeing that you can see that he's played he played like in some army um army type movies earlier in his time so he could definitely pull from there but because you know of the age and everything like that, he's like in his fifties at this time to have him do something physical. I'm like, ah, it's okay. I would like to actually, cause I want, I want the vocals. I want, I want to hear, hear yeah, his voice. He's got a good and voice. Have him do that because he can, he will be able to pull that in very well and pull you in. And the reason why I wanted to animate because I want to animate type series because you clearly can see that there is enough meat on the bone. There's enough episodes that you can come out with some type of stories. That although I'm saying I want something current, but at least if it's based off of storylines, adapt any older storylines and make it current. There are stuff that you can do and you can have a a series. Again, this could be a Jack uh, Ryan type of, you know, movie, uh, episode type of movies, uh, a Reacher type of, you know, Mm -hmm. getting from like Netflix or Netflix. No, he's on Amazon. Amazon. 
So that type of, because we're already there. You said something earlier, which was quite interesting in, and it made so much sense. Kids today, yeah, they're not watching any, they're not reading any type of army soldier type of comics. Because it's not, you know, it's not really portrayed that much. But on the flip side, they're watching, they're playing those type of games, you know, anime, I mean, cart, I mean, uh, video games, Call of Duty, all that kind of stuff. So right. at least to get the closest mirror type for medium, let's take it from a video game and just basically portray it into like an anime and give it that kind of grit that you expect from a game, but you put it right there. I think we, I think you can have something, you can have something positive right there with that. That's how I look at it from there. So I would definitely want John Hamm to be the voice to be for the unknown soldier. And again, he can be able to give you that type of pull to make you feel okay. He 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 knows the conflict that I'm about. He knows the conflict that he's about to walk into. He can basically do what has to be done. Sympathize again. He had someone that he was looking, you know, of a, a, a female interest that he was portraying off of. And everything like that. So this is where the dynamic of doing what you got to do for your country, bringing every soldier home, no one left behind type of scenario, and understand the struggle and the the traumatic weight that he has to carry. John mm -hmm. Hamm will be able to pull that off. Wow. Wow. What? Well done, sir. Well done. You get the salute. Wow. Wow. All right. Here we go. We're going to hit you with this one. So mm. I like when you're going and I see your imagery and I, and I think and you hit a key point. The imagery has to be different, unique to represent yeah. the character. And I like the fact that you went with John Hammond because of the voice. And I mean, I, you hear John Hammond when he speaks, you're like, yeah, I'll salute. Like I can, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, I, I don't want to lose my life. Let me, let me, let me tote a lion. I, exactly. I, exactly. I'm going to get messed up. I'm going to get messed up. I'm just telling you. That. That's, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I love that. So here I am. So my thing is, I'm going live action. So I'm going to go live action. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say I want a movie, but once again, with the visual, I want visual aspect. I want the movie to have um, visual aspect almost similar to the uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, right? Give me that sepia, okay? Maybe a grayish tone, like how they did Hellstorm uh, on on you know Hulu. That's what it was. I kept saying it's not, but it's Hellstorm on Hulu. It had like a, yeah. uh, like, you know, give, but give me something along those lines, right? Visually okay. wise. I want a live action movie. I wanted to show maybe some Easter eggs with Sergeant Rock call outs to other um looks like Quantum Tank by DC, so forth. Okay. And and bring those in. He is the main focus, showing how to inspire almost like an origin story, how it was Captain America first Avenger. Got so it. give me that kind of visual feel, storytelling feel, Easter eggs, and the actor that I want to play him. It has has been around for years. He's done different things. I we've got the physique, and and I'll tell you what I mean in a second. So when I first came across this actor, who I'm going to cast fan cast in a second, he showed up on a comedy mm. show on, on a family sitcom, playing a character. And he played the dumb football kind of character, but you know he was like the the lovable the lovable dumb guy. You know what I mean? That's how he came across. Mm -hmm. And then he went on to another IP where he played a darker. You know, he owned a bar in this series, and he was just a totally different person. He got, like, more cut, too, 
So it really fit his physique. And I was like, wow. And it showed how it went the range from him being lighthearted to dark, but still delivering. And then he turned around and he did the, um, I guess, the extension of a movie that everybody knows. So the actor I'm going with is Steve Howey. So you're going to go, who the heck is Steve Howey? So Steve Howey first showed up uh, playing a character called Van on the sitcom called Reba with Reba McIntyre, where she was a single mom. And he was dating her daughter, got her daughter pregnant, and that, and he was had a football scholarship. From there, Steve went around and he did the North American version, of the TV show Shameless, where he owned the bar in Shameless. He was one of the, the next door neighbors, and he had the girlfriend. They had a kid, but he almost seemed like they were swingers at one point. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he's he made his hair black. Like his hair is very black, but you know, he was more cut. He's six foot three. Steve Howie in life. So physically, he's impressive. And then he did the continuation of the movie, True Lies. So he takes on playing the Arnold Schwarzenegger character from True Lies for the TV series of True Lies. I am. Gotcha. Okay, I'm I'm pulling it up and I'm like thinking, True Lies? Like saying, is he the... Okay, got it. Yeah. Right. So he's gone from there. So he's played lighthearted comedy, dark comedy, and he played a, a spy already. And he's six foot three. When you, if you watch him in Shameless, and Shameless, mm-hmm. he got more shredded. Dog, right? Like he, he's reposing. He's got that voice because he's from Austin, Texas. So once mm-hmm. again, if you're saying the heartland of America, he doesn't have to get rid of his, his, his Texas Southern drawl when he speaks because it right. would speak more to the character from what they told us. In our, you know, his first appearance, and then they explain his origin story. Okay, he doesn't have blonde hair, but most of the time his face is going to be bandaged up, or he's going to have a helmet covering most of his face, and he's putting on disguises. So okay. we take all these aspects together of his voice, physicality, his range, and, and the roles he's done, which means he's done roles where he had to get like certified, be trained to use weapons, like he did in True Lies. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is, to me, the unknown soldier in a live IP, given in a movie, and give me Easter eggs, as I said, with Sergeant Rock, Haunted Tank, you know, and and let's go. And I think this would be a great project for him, because he's done it, and he's done some action, but let's put it a notch. And then if you film it a certain way, so it doesn't have to be most visual colors, you can film Mm. it like it's almost an old-school 70s show with a little bit of grit and 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 set that tone to me that tone stands out if you look at sky captain in the world of tomorrow at first mm-hmm. we see it, it's like ah and then five minutes into the movie you're like oh this really fits it sets the tone like that was also right. another like the, the sipia and how they filmed it was also another characteristic of that movie it was almost a co-star of dude law and angelina and gwyneth paltrow and, you know in that right so that's that's how I'm looking at this for for it, especially in this day and age. You know, kids are going to walk in there and then say, if you can tie that in with, and if they really want to go beyond, tie that in with a video game. Say, okay, the unknown soldier video game, with, especially with Call of Duty and everything going out, you can make a first person game. Have him hired to do the voice of the character, so you keep it true and unique through that storytelling, and then you can expand on stories that way. So. That's that's how I'm going with the unknown soldier. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No, that that definitely definitely 
I definitely see who you're talking about. I definitely see you talking about. I might even mention too that he was on night shift with uh, Jamie. He was one of the. Oh, sorry, day shift. He was one of the yes. um, the brothers. So yeah, I can yeah. definitely see the action aspect of it. Definitely being to like, you know, throw somebody across the room and be like, yeah, that, that, I can see that physically happening. I feel sorry for you, whoever's being Absolutely. thrown. Don't Absolutely. don't mess with him. Don't mess yeah. with him. Okay, I, I see. I see what you're doing. He could have been. Indeed. He's six foot three. Like, oh, and if you see him, it's hot. Right on. Yeah. Take someone's life. I understand. Okay. All right, Mister Howie. You 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 uh you're on the short list of of, of hardy people. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> This this is going to bring us down to the end of the show for this this week. So I would say thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening in. And as I said, we're going with our theme. We just did the Halloween theme, and this now we are going through the soldiers, of, you know, kind of and, – and the comics that kind of come up with those times. So, Ron, mm. any last words before we wrap it up? Um, you know what? I think everything is everything is good. I think, you know, we kind of said it – said our good piece about it. This, this character um, is – the nice thing about this IP, you, he love, he's a – a blank slate. You can literally, you have to watch it to experience, to see what you're going to expect. All you know is the name as being the unknown soldier. And that should give you the best idea of, of walking in. And however this character portrays himself, it's easy for you to adapt to it. You're like, you have no pre preconception of what to expect, except that he's an unknown soldier. How is an unknown soldier? Here is the reason why. So yeah, I, I like it. it's a rarity that you have a character that someone can walk into and be very questionable. I don't know what to expect. Absolutely. The name, I mean, I think the name will, itself. the name will give you a hint of something else, but this one, there's there's it's like, hmm. Let me have my popcorn. Let's see what we got here. That's it. Exactly. As I said, you know, the whole marketing could be like the unknown soldier. The unknown soldier could be you. All right. On that thing, let's just say one last thing. Please subscribe to our channel, subscribe to our YouTube page. That's what we ask you to do, and subscribe to our Iconis Podbean page for those that like to listen. Okay, thank you once again for everyone tuning in. This has been the Iconis Podcast. The icon is, as we said before, the unknown soldier. Unknown soldier. I am Barry 3D on my side as always. Rod C. And remember, this whole world was created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. We salute you. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Thanks. Sponsored by Oh, no.